0: And welcome to Big Talk Small Machines Getting Bigger by the Day. Uh, This episode is 109 of the Mini PC Show with me, Flying Rich, and my best friend in the whole wide world, Door to Door Geek, and my bird, who's chiming in now that I'm talking. And this episode is brought to you by the letter K. And Tim L., one of our favorite Patreon people. Tim, you know who you are. Door, how the heck are you? I miss you, buddy. You look different.
1: Uh, well, I'll say it's been well over a month, and I have no problem in saying I am the reason why, and it's partially because I've been in lots of pain. Uh, got um MRI'd on my right shoulder. Orthopedist told me to stop um uh, physical therapy. You need surgery right away, in air quotes. Uh, two days later, they shut down the state of Maryland. Uh, so my surgery's scheduled for July 9th. Um,
0: Wait, wait a second, Let, let's just clear this up right now. We, we've we got to realize that you being in pain is non-essential surgery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that wasn't essential.
1: Well, but the kicker is, since about March, my left shoulder has been the shoulder that's been killing me. the The shoulder that needs the surgery is the right shoulder. So, you know, I'm getting by, I'm making do. The later in the day, the more it seems to hurt. We always record podcast late at night when the kids are asleep. The wife is in bed, um, hopefully. Because I always say when the kids are up and the wife is up, door-to-door geek doesn't exist. Um, family first, k- career first, friends first, podcasting when I have time for it.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, I've had my own challenges over the last six weeks. Uh, it, it, just so everybody knows, uh, on a whole... Uh, and, and let, let me first flip this, how I was going to say it. I have a lot of sympathy for people out there that are out of work. Um, I know what it's like to be out of work for a long period of time and there are no good days. The only solace that I took in pulling myself up by my bootstraps on those lean periods was that you're a day closer to getting a job. Every, Every day you're out of work is a day closer. And personally, I made it my job eight hours every day to look for a job. So that nine to five, I was behind the desk figuring a way to look for a job. But, uh, yeah, I actually working remote is kicking ass. I'm loving it. I'm doing great gardening and stuff like that. So uh, I'm I'm in tinkering, and I got the three D printer running. So I'm crazy happy.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'll I'll say I'm not trying to be insensitive because I know there are plenty of people out of work. Plenty of people I know who are out of work. Um, with that stated, we clearly have the richest poor people in the history of the world with that stated correct. Yeah. I don't think this is I hope that this country goes down in the record books as being the country that gives the most um, the example I use is I've given plenty of straight cash over the past six weeks to local people I know who are out of work because that's what Americans I think are supposed to do um, but I also encourage them Right now, uh and I didn't hear this quote literally rich until today, but supposedly this is an old quote from old wall street and the and it's the saying goes something in, something in the way of it's time to invest when there's blood in the streets and here's the reason why the stock market is not a relation of what's happening. the stock market is a is a reflection of the aspirational future, okay. And the one thing we all know is it's going to get better. Um, so right now, if you have money, it's the time to invest. It's not time to draw back. If you draw your money back, you're completely missing everything. It's a time to invest. And if you don't have the money or you don't have work, now is the time to invest in yourself. Because if you don't have a job, you have plenty of time on your hands. And again, not trying to be insensitive. If you do not have a job and you do not have income and you do not have food and you do not have a way to buy milk or whatever, door to geek at Pontus.com, I'll help you out. Other people help you out, too. All you have to do is ask for it. This is America. We, in my humble opinion, help each other to the nth degree compared to any other country. Um, Pain is a part of a lot of people's lives right now. Mine just happens to be physical.
0: Yep. I hear you, buddy. So, can, can we talk about the not-quite-elephant-in-the-room? Yeah, yeah. So, I ordered from Canakit and it was supposed to be here today. But I guess somehow the Border Patrol was worried that it had COVID or something like that. And Canakit is Cana, as in Canadia, where these odd-looking brown birds come from. And uh, so it'll be here tomorrow. So I was hoping I had something to talk about but realistically what what I wanted to discuss, eight gigs with that CPU and GPU is great if you're running virtual machines or Docker containers or doing something where you're gonna use a lot of RAM disk or caching things in RAM. But basically the Pi four in a I think the Pi four to four gig configuration is an ideal matchup. I think the Pi four and the eight gig, and don't get me wrong, I order two. The Pi 4 in the 8-gig configuration is now CPU and GPU limited. It does not have, other than, you know, corner case issues where, like I said, you're using a lot of RAM with either Docker or, you know, some sort of virtual machine setup. It, it is now a CPU-GPU limited device.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, something always has to be the bottleneck. You know what I mean? The Buffalo Theory, Cliff Clavin. Okay, if you're too young to know who Cliff Clavin is, hit pause and watch about a decade of the TV show Cheers. Cliff Clavin once said the buffalo theory. The buffalo theory is the entire herd will only ever run as fast as the slowest buffalo to protect it, and because it knows it's best when it has the greatest numbers. Thus, when the slowest buffalo is killed off, the entire herd speeds up, a.k.a. even in nature. There's always a bottleneck. And by the way, Cliff Clavin said that's why when he drinks beer, he's smarter because beer kills the slowest brain cells. OK, now back to computer. <laughs> There's always a bottleneck. And me and Brian yesterday uh, had a phone call for about like an hour. And we're where we talk.
0: Wait, wait a second. Hold on. I get, Stop the presses here.
1: You have a phone. I have a phone, but I called him on my desktop. Because of my shoulder, I can't hold the phone to my face for more than 30 seconds without it really hurting.
0: I want everybody in the audience to know, Dor. how long have we known each other?
1: My sense of time is really bad, Rich. At least eight years? Do, do you know I don't have Dor's phone number? Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I called Brian, it was from a Montana area code. <laughs> and I don't live in Montana because it was from my computer. Um, And one of the things we talked about was, well, you know, there's always going to be a bottleneck and it's like picking your poison. What do you want to be your bottleneck? So you have to then take another step back, ask another 20 questions and say, what is your use case? Um I believe traditional computing, okay, RAM helps a couple things. It helps games because loading a game always goes into RAM because RAM actually doesn't exist. RAM is just faster, more volatile hard drive. That's all RAM actually is. So, I always said it's always good for games, it's always good for graphics, and it's always good for virtual machines. and That is a really sexy hardware you got there, Rich.
0: Um yeah, I'm kind of cheating. Uh the top one is a um Rock uh not the Rock Pro 64, but the rock chip 64. That's it. My my other Pi 4 is doing something at the moment.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um well, The host in a cluster, to me, I don't want to say needs to be the weakest, it needs to be the most stable. But like, I heard multiple reviewers, and I classify them as reviewers, which should instantaneously lower their credibility level. I heard multiple reviewers say, Raspberry Pi, 8 gigs of RAM, you see no benefit in games.
0: I've seen that also, and I'm like... Mm. I don't hmm.
1: think that's... Cur- I could be wrong. I have been wrong a lot in my wife, and if you don't believe me, I'll just introduce Did you say to my in wife. your
0: wife or your wife? Because you said in my wife. Both.
1: Um. So here's the thing. Who is this 8-gig thing designed for? But then let's take another step back. Why, as a company, would you... Now, I do also believe they killed the 1-gig version, which, to me, is just completely taking the entire third world... And throwing it out the balcony. Take the entire educational section and just throw it oh. into the gutter Are, kind of thing.
0: Are they selling the two-gig version for the one gig price right now?
1: I was gonna get there, Rich, but yes, they did lower the price of the okay. two-gig version down to 35 bucks, which helps. So they
0: welcome back the third world.
1: They did, but here's the whole thing. What benefit is the eight-gig model? And I had to think this. I have to think I am ignorant i am blind i am unknowing to the actual plans of the raspberry pi foundation because i don't know what could require them to prioritize i'm using these words carefully prioritize the ram as being the next upgrade to go because rich how many other things could they have upgraded
0: uh well okay so Let's take a look right here. Let's see if I'm pointing. So if you can see the top board, the top board has a full-size HDMI port. The bottom three boards are Pi 4s, and they have these micro HDMI ports that totally suck because nobody on the planet uses micro HDMI for anything. So if they did put two HDMI ports on, full-size, that'd be a big deal. Um, if they did upgrade the GPU so that you could do two 60-frame-per-second 1080p streams, that would be a big deal. If they went to a quad-core processor, that would be a big deal. Um, if they bumped up the clock rate, that would be a big deal.
1: Yep. If they would have gotten rid of all USB 2.0 and went for USB 3.0, that would have been a big deal.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So, good man, because I... I didn't mention that because other boards. I mean, I could grab my Odroid N two, and what Odroid came out with? What was their other board recently?
1: Uh, there's the Rock sixty four, and there is the Rock Pro sixty four, and I'm trying to remember.
0: Because Odroid has a board. Um, I the think it's N2 another four gig, Is it the N two? And well, not the N two. It's a like a, I, I got to go to a and look.
1: Well, okay. They could have gave us four USB three ports. They could have given us dual physical NICs gig NICs. They could have given us EMMC storage, which is clearly faster, more stable, less volatile, more reliable than SD cards. They could have given us an NVMe port on the bottom of the drive. They could have done a lot of other things is my logic. So, For them to prioritize RAM honestly tells me the only true thing, the only true, true, true thing that really benefits from RAM, in my opinion, is virtual machines because virtual machines cannot share RAM. I know of ballooning and all that kind of stuff, but RAM needs to be exclusively allocated for. Everything else on these mini computers can be shared, so I have to believe them prioritizing the 8-gig thing was either a cost-benefit analysis decision, or they knew virtual machines would be a like a game-changing type of change they could make.
0: So with um, VMware 7.0 that just came out, was it a month ago? They, the industry, more than a rumor, was that there was going to be a ARM-based fling, that came out along with it. And so far, I haven't seen the ARM-based play.
1: Well, the two people I know who went to the last two um, VMware Cloud, what are they called? Um, the VMworld. VMworld. They said the buzz about Raspberry Pi was very prevalent and like, it's, it, it's going to happen in air quotes, any day now kind of thing. Uh, and I don't understand what the hesitation is for um i know you know i I know azure is making money hand over fist ec2 is making money hand over fist google compute is trying really hard to be a real boy um i don't understand why arm based server things like this have not just taken completely off by now um i'm happy to see the raspberry pi foundation the broadcom owned initiative Called the Raspberry Pi Foundation. I'm happy to see them doing advancements, but again, I question, what were they thinking? Um, I don't claim I need to understand everything, but I would like to understand some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the typical fashion, all of the normal in air quotes, because let me tell you something, none of them are normal. Uh, all of the normal people released plenty of videos and plenty of reviews and plenty of articles. Uh, showing the differences between the Raspberry Pi 4, 4 4-gig and 8-gig model. There were slight differences on the board itself. All it really was, with with circuits moving very minutely, was really the only physical change. Every old case will continue to work, is the good thing. Um, The only guy I knew who actually drilled into actual operating system performance benchmarks in 8-gig net, Needs was ETA Prime, and ETA Prime's opinion was there's no benefit to anybody right now upgrading to the 8 gig model. But, caveat if you do open 30 tabs, if you do open 4K GIMP files, and you do expect a very desktop like experience, you have to get the 8 gig model. But if you're buying a brand new one right now, today, he said you should buy the 8 gig model only because it will give you like the longest lifespan of any Raspberry Pi. And that I utterly agree with him with.
0: So yeah, he he talked about the idea of future proofing.
1: And okay. Yeah, and there will be a link in the notes to a YouTube video of ETA Primes where he's giving away seven items. Um he's gonna give them away seven days from today, I believe. Uh today being Wednesday, June the 3rd. So I believe it's June the 10th is when he's going to give them away. He's giving away seven items. Among them, he is giving away two Raspberry Pi 4 8 gig uh, boards. Uh, and it's basically called SBC and Handheld Giveaway 450,000K. I'm sorry, 450K subscriber giveaway, Pi 4 8 gig, Retro Compute, LAT Panda, and more. And I'll say it like this. A huge amount of the people on YouTube I will go out of my way to not support because I believe they are really scummy, manipulative, clickbait kind of people. Don't
0: hold back door. Tell us how you really feel.
1: I I really do honestly believe ETA Prime and guys like Explaining Computers are not that kind of people. I really do believe they are the kind of people that really enjoy learning sharing, and giving things away. So if you definitely want to show somebody on YouTube some love, ETA Prime, I think, is a really good guy.
0: I'm just jealous of his sub-numbers.
1: You can be. Um, It took him years. That was hard work. Because, like, one of the things I'll say is, if you take a look, a close look at his hands of ETA Prime, I don't know what his job is, but I tell you right now, his job is utterly manual. I don't know if he, like, replaces tires on Mack trucks. Or he's like a, uh, or like a high-end diesel mechanic, but those hands have seen some serious manual labor. I mean, my hands are like baby's butts compared to his.
0: Dude, I, I've I've actually had issues with my hands because my skin is getting too freaking soft. It's really
1: bad. Well, I don't know if it was Tracy Holtz. I can't remember whose hand I shook, and he just like looked at me and he said, "Well, I guess you never worked an honest day in your life." Damn that, that that got really serious really fast.
0: Well, it actually so two things are going on in my life, or, or I'm just recovering from. I, I had a skin issue in my hands for like two years, and uh, but that has left my skin very soft and thin. So I go to the range and load magazines. I got to wear gloves. But okay, so the O Droid I was thinking about was the O Droid C Four which is a 4-gig version, I believe, of the Odroid C2. I don't know if the CPU is upgraded, but I believe if you look at it, so this is a $55 4-gig board, and I believe it has four USB 3.0 ports. And because I have so many tabs opened on my MacBook Pro, it is crawling out of snail's pace.
1: Well, my question is, is okay, I... I'm sorry, Rich. I also had a phone call with uh somebody else about a month two months ago now and it was uh joe heck joe heck is the mastermind behind um the single board computing show that unfortunately only had one episode and i can just tell people this right now if he would have had 10 episodes it would have taken me a thousand episodes to convey as much intelligence as he would have on 10 episodes um I had a conversation with him where he was very openly complaining about the Odroid C2 and a quality issue where uh, multiple people were complaining about plugging USB devices into it and having the board basically kill the device. And I never heard of such a thing. Um, so it's a power issue, I assume. Um, that's what I gathered the four wires coming out of the USB port. One of them is power. The other one is, is ground. So it's either the power or the ground. One of them was not in air quotes acting right. Um, and I never heard of such a thing. My O-Droid C2 ran rock solid two straight years as a home theater computer. Never had to reboot. Never had to do anything. Everything worked just fine. And I will say it like this. I am not. Going to lie whatsoever. I really, really, really came close to pulling the trigger on this ODroid C4 four gigabyte model because of the stability I experienced with the C2, because it had four USB 3.0. Now, I would literally only ever use probably two of them. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna kid myself. I'm not gonna, you know, over overstate anything. Um, this to me just seemed like a really nice solid board. Um, and then I had the phone call with Joe Heck, and I, I'm like mildly afraid of the board is what I'll say. It is an RK3399, but it is a really good ARM processor. Uh, I love the fact that the board's red, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you have EMMC, you have SD, you have four gigs of RAM. Um, it seems to me like this is a really competent board, completely fanless, by the way, which I honestly is one of the things I love. I love to love fanless boards. Um, 50 bucks to me seems like a really fair price.
0: Yes, I, I think uh, 4 gigs of RAM, 4 USB 3.0 ports, full-size HDMI. And again, don't get me wrong, as, as much as I'm quipping about HDMI ports and sizes, pretty much all of my single-board computers are headless. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. I mean, it, it would definitely be a great cluster-type machine, uh, you know, if you're doing some sort of cluster compute. Oh you see, now I'm talking myself into
1: that. (laughs) Trust me, and I almost am too. But now that we have this board that came out, we have the Raspberry Pi board coming out. Um, I have my Rock Pro, sorry, my Rock 64 running my next cloud. To be honest, it's running my next cloud. I'm not going to say perfectly, but pretty dang good. I have my Raspberry Pi 4 with 4 gigs of RAM running Raspbian X, I believe it's called. Uh, which is a new like distro spin and it's running really good. So I'm back in that mode of questioning what the hell would I do with this board if I buy it? Um, and I am in the camp where you're at, where now I'm thinking I'm not going to buy one. Uh, if you want to do an actual active cluster, you really need three boards in the, in the EM, EM equation. One of the boards is simply just the host controller. And then the other boards are the actual cluster. So, so the you could
0: always is, have a lesser board as a controller. You could right. have a legacy hardware to do that,
1: right? And that and that was my thought exactly. I could use the classic, in air quotes, Raspberry Pi four as the main controller, and then get two of these other boards and have them as the actual clustering operating system. And to be honest, I would, me being me, I would probably find more fun things to do with the Odroid um, C four than the raspberry pi eight gig and it's only because of the ecosystem that's around it where the raspberry pi you have that dedicated professional grade developer with the o droid you get stuff like armbian um type distros that are tweaked like really really good um so i think i would probably try to do it with the o droids so
0: i actually ran into my I, all right. So first, with all Odroids, tell me if I'm wrong, Dor, on this. All Odroids do not come with any wireless networking. So no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi. A- am I right on that?
1: They, they come, I'll say this, more enterprise-ready. Type of And that's the way I describe it, where they come much more standards-based. Like, all USB 3.0 ports, no 3.2. Full HDMI, no micro, no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi. Because to be quite honest, onboard Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, one, will never be as good as a dongle. Two, always adds to the price. Three, will never perform as good as dedicated hardware.
0: Right. So, that's why, I mean, heck... I, I don't know all the compatibility information, but uh, 10 bucks typically, you can get a combo Wi-Fi Bluetooth antenna dongle, you know, with an actual antenna on it that's going to perform better than something that doesn't have an antenna. Uh, so, yeah, I I do I do like the bang for the buck that you get with the Odroid. I, I like what they deliver, and I'll... Now, being that I have precisely one Odroid N2, and I'm a big fan of it, haven't used it enough, and I've used the heck out of my Odroid XU4, uh, and I've got the XU4 with a fan on it, and I've got hanging over it another 100 millimeter fan. So even if the cooling isn't active on the SBC, there is cooling around it. And I found that, now mine could be, you know, not not on the standard deviation. It could be like a corner case board. Oftentimes I find that my board, if you know, if I log into it when I'm doing something, like because uh, it's my Plex server, it does a whole bunch of things, that it's actually pretty damn hot. It's saying this is reducing the life, you know, I'm I was just figuring that the temperature monitoring is incorrect. You know, that either the Armbian software is not reading the temperature right I don't know. I could have a dud board. There, Logically, in my mind, there's no reason for that thing to run hot. But, regardless of that, um, the wife and I sat down to watch a movie, it play for a few seconds, and then buffer. Play for a few seconds, and then buffer. So, like, alright, I'm done with that. It, and it was actually a movie we wanted to watch, it wasn't something we wanted, you know, I downloaded earlier. So what I did is uh, I have a Nook uh, VMware Lab, and I just uh, loaded Plex onto the Nook. I ssh the movie over, played fine. So, with all of that said, I think I am going to put into service my Odroid N2 as my new Plex server because the Odroid XU4, I think, is you know at its limits.
1: Yeah, I'll say we, me, you, and Brian, and a couple other people I know have experienced the flammability we call orange pie Um, and I'm not talking bad about it. What I'm saying is if you take a look at the price, if you take a look at the performance and you take a look at the temperature, there's a three way thing going on kind of like the project management triangle in America. There are three things in the project management triangle. You as a consumer can only pick to optimize two of them. There's price, there's speed, and there's quality. If you're paying a low price and it's high quality, it's going to take forever. If you want something quick and it's going to be cheap, it's going to be really bad quality, okay? I feel the same kind of thing when it comes to computing and with that. So, yes, I agree. Everything on the face of the planet runs hotter than a Raspberry Pi. With that stated, I kind of believe Odroids, for the most part, will run just fine. With doing things, And I will say, I ran my XU4 with the fan. It gets hot. Uh, hardwired into my network. I've streamed, I know, 1080p content to one device that was wireless, um, and it ran fine. It took 30 seconds for it to start to stream, but then once it started to stream, it ran fine. I watched a full movie. Um, I will say Plex is weird in the sense of you could take the same movie, save it in four different formats. Okay. Stream it four different formats. You'll see four different results. Um, mm-hmm. um, it all comes down to processor optimization and uh, format optimization on the Plex side. I'll, so I'll say, I don't want to blame Plex outright. Obviously they have some optimization tweaks to do to make things better on these kind of computers with all formats. I do believe I kind of got a little bit lucky uh with my uh videos that i have downloaded um since then i will admit i have my plex switched over running on my desktop computer only because that is the drive right now that has the two terabyte um drive connected to it for now but i did literally just get another two terabyte drive in the mail that i gotta put into use is what i'll say um my Plex is running on the same server as my streaming server that's streaming this to the internet and doing the backup recording and running my Plex server and running my uh, Google Drive synchronization tool. And it's running an operating system that's now six years old. So I really need to upgrade that.
0: Yeah, so just generally, I I am a big fan of the Odroid. Um, and like I've said, three or four times before I might be corner case, although uh, my Odroid HC1 does seem to run hot also. And uh, again, I'm I'm not sure if it's just listing it as hot, and it really isn't, uh, because it, it's got a massive freaking heat sink on it. There's no way that thing should be heating up.
1: Well, mine, I'll say this, it always ran warmer, but it always said it had like another uh, 15 degrees centigrade to go before it was in a danger zone. So I felt comfortable running it, Um, I'll say. um, And I'll say my Odroid H2, which is an Intel-based single-board computer, never ran hot. I would do anything, and I could in my life, and I could never get that thing to run hot. But it was also an Intel Celeron, which by default has less potency to it.
0: Well, all the Chromebooks are Celerons, right?
1: No, no, no. There are plenty of Chromebooks that are i3 and i5s. And I do believe there's at least two or three i7s out there. Uh, Samsung did release at least two or three ARM-based Chromebooks. Because
0: I got to look, I I peeled all my stickers off, so I don't know what my Acer is.
1: Well, most Chromebooks between 200 and 350 are going to be Celeron-based as well. And that's one of the weird things. So now the Raspberry Pi, the high-end Raspberry Pi will have more RAM than 99% of Chromebooks that exist.
0: That is true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. That's weird. And realistically, my MacBook Pro has 16 gigs of RAM. Now, this is a 2002. Um, but laptops, how many 32 gig of RAM laptops are there out there? Is that the standard or not?
1: Uh, I'm not going to say it's the standard because people are cheap. I do believe a huge majority of laptops being sold today have between 4 and 8 gigs of RAM. When you start to get into enterprise-grade or developer-grade is when you start to get to 16 to 32. I know a couple of years ago, it was difficult to get 32. Now, there's a huge amount of uh, enterprise-grade, aluminum-body-grade um, laptops where you can get 32, but I haven't seen, I believe, any with 64 yet.
0: Yeah, and just uh, realistically, the the way I'm thinking about it is... Uh... I don't think I want a laptop uh, with more capability than a Chromebook. Typically, I don't edit mobile. The only thing I can't do is edit videos. And typically, I don't edit on the road. So pretty much a Chromebook fits whatever I need to do.
1: It does with me, but I always want a portable computing device that can be my main rig in an emergency type situation, and that's what I always think, and that's why I always want to have that i7, 16 gig of RAM portable device. Realistically, I almost never utilize its potential.
0: Yep, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, all, all of them browser tabs killing my CPU. That's that's yeah, about it.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the other pieces of news in the Raspberry Pi world was the kind of thing that kind of upset me. Um, back in the day we had terms for like soldiers who suffered psychiatric damage. And we used to call it things like shell shock. Then we called it battle fatigue. Then, you know, the name kept changing and changing and changing. And I believe like now the late George Carlin believed part of the name changing was to try to lighten it, to try to make it less like, um, real to
0: get the stigma off it.
1: Yeah. 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 so like lighten the mood post traumatic stress disorder. You know, the more syllables it is, the less harsh it is. Um, Raspberry Pi Foundation renamed Raspbian OS to Raspberry Pi OS. Um, I don't like Debian not getting the credit for being, you know, 99% of the code that's in their operating system, um, doing all of the heavy lifting to make everything function and then to be demoted into being not even good enough to be in their name of their distribution. So that's no, the never kind of change about that. I really yeah. don't like.
0: Yeah, I, I actually didn't think about that. And it's funny because I, I talked to, the, to uh, like VMware guys. So I'm like, oh, you mean SUSE Linux. They're like, no, no, we're Photon OS now. Yeah. We're, we're not SUSE based.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, I get it. I get that the Raspberry Pi Foundation wants to do their own stamp on it but you already did, it's Raspbian, okay? And then number two, if you really want to do your own spin, simply download, in air quotes, the ASCII text called Linux from Scratch and build your own damn distribution. If, you know, you're making as much money as I'm pretty sure you're making and then stop piggybacking off of Debian and not giving them, as far as I know, a penny nor any direct support, yes, you're supplying upstream code to them uh, congratulations golf clap oh good right um maybe you could either do more or just do it yourself is, is my logic um one computer i absolutely wanted to highlight and the only reason i wanted to highlight it rich because i have very mixed feelings about it okay it was line which makes no sense 69 in the notes
0: <laughs> it can't be line 69 You're well i gave you there.
1: I gave you. I tried to invite you. So in your email, you should have a link. Yeah, you should have a link that I just added you to, uh, like like a, a half hour ago. Somehow the spreadsheets got verklempt Is the word I'll use? I'll fix it after the show. Um, but it's um, it, it, it's called Fireflies Station One. Which I'll say this: I like the name Station. I like the name Firefly. I don't know if I like this product though. Okay. Fireflies RK3399, oh, I like when I say 3399, it just rolls off the tongue. Firefly's RK3399 based mini PC can boot Ubuntu, Android, and Media Savvy Station OS. And I had to say that slow because I kept thinking I was going to mess it up. This really is a true small form factor. It's maybe the size of a Raspberry Pi and a half or maybe two Raspberry Pis uh, in the box. You get a USB type a to type C port, a antenna dedicated antenna more than you get with the Raspberry Pi. Uh, you get a power brick, you get a IR remote, you get an HDMI cable more than you get with a Raspberry Pi. You get a, um, a um, L bracket, which is actually just an Allen wrench and you get the four little comfy uh, bumpers you can put on the bottom. The whole thing looks like a heat sink is the one thing I'll say, which I like a lot because the RK33 runs a little bit hot. Um, And it basically is a micro desktop is the best way I can put it. Um, I like the idea of this a lot. I don't like the fact that it starts out as 129 bucks for the low end model. But if you go to the product page at shop.t.firefly.com, the model you're presented with has 128 gig EMMC. So it's $179. I want ARM computers to become popular. I want ARM computers to disrupt. I want ARM computers to like, you know, take over the world because Intel has proven to be an incredibly insecure base of hardware. Uh, But I don't know if this is the one that's going to do it.
0: Yeah. I'm still trying to get the spreadsheet up, but uh, you know, I don't mind shelling out the money, but you gotta bring the goods. Uh, so in my mind, 175 bucks, that that's when I shop on eBay for some, you know, older nook.
1: Well and 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 I'll say it like this. I have no problem with giving somebody up front if it comes with, dare I say, some type of social contract of either A, they're giving a certain percentage of money back to um, you know, Android developers, Ubuntu developers, um, uh, um, um, oh God, uh, the, uh, XK, um, multimedia desktop like thing for home theater computers. If they're giving money back to them, or if they're just giving money back to somebody doing some actual development work, or you're guaranteeing me certain amounts of upgrades of time on operating systems, uh, you know, like six years of upgrades or something. I'm not seeing any of that in their interface. What I'm seeing is the typical, and I'm sorry if this sounds racist, the typical Chinese AliExpress Banggood huge image artwork displaying how its high-definition display can do this, the six-core processor can do that, um, without getting into the actual like meat and potatoes of what you're actually getting for this.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of a, uh, if that's what it smells like, I'm sure that's what it is, and I'd look to stay away from that.
1: Well, you know, I'm not going to pull out the 10-foot pole and keep it away, but I'll put like a 5-foot pole, and I'll keep it away, but I'll keep an eye on it. Because if they're successful with this, maybe they do have good intentions, and maybe their station P2 will cost a little bit less money. And provide a little bit more stability and a little bit more longevity and a little bit more functionality and maybe a port or two extra, and it may be the P3 might hit that sweet spot of goodness kind of thing. So this is the kind of thing I I, I want to keep an eye on. I'm interested to see if they have any success whatsoever. Uh, because again, the RK33 processor right now in 2020, middle of May, might be the easiest ARM-based processor to program towards doing basic computing things. Maybe not high-end 4K 60 frames a second thing, but to do normal base kind of things, it might be the easiest one to, like, you know, program towards. And it has a good name, Station P1. I mean, how can you forget that?
0: You, you can't forget to pay.
1: And I'll say, so many boards I've seen out there have so much worse names with long strings of characters that are nonsensical, that make no sense, and... You know, this is just Station P1. I can remember that.
0: Dude, I'm too loaded down on my computer. It's barely loading that web page.
1: Well, I blame your internet connection as being abused by something else. Um, another no, I'm one... just
0: abusing the memory of my computer.
1: Gotcha. Well, another one, if you want to Google, it might be easier. It's called Commander Pi. Um, and I'm really upset that I can't remember where the hell I saw this at. Um this was basically a very easy. Oh, this was another ETA Prime. That's what this was. This was another ETA Prime video where Commander Pi was a very easy graphical interface to deep advanced features in Raspberry Pi, including you could very easily overclock your GPU and your CPU through this GUI interface. Um, this is the kind of tool I'm encouraging anybody who's just starting to dabble in with the Raspberry Pi and you want to push it to the limits. You need Commander Pi. Now, this does come by default baked in with uh, the Raspbian X, I believe it was called. Uh, Yeah, Raspbian X operating system, which comes with LibreOffice, Steam, Chromium, all kinds of stuff. Um, Yeah, this Commander Pi is baked into there, and it made it very easy for me to, when I boot up, have it default to performance mode, which just works. Easy stuff. Oh, and I'm going to see if I can find the link to this one, Rich. I actually spent, oh, there's a third. Okay, now really quick. In the in the notes is going to be everything that we missed for the last six weeks. We're not going to be able to talk about everything, but everything we missed in the last six six weeks, including a $31 home router, Wi-Fi 6 enabled, uh, that is a Honor router, a Huawei router. Here's the reason why. They changed the Wi-Fi 6 specs as soon as all this Rona went crazy. They changed the specs, which means everybody who already had Wi-Fi 6 things on the shelf needed to dump it as quick as possible because the spec just changed to where the Wi-Fi 6 will be able to carry a longer distance and be a faster speed. So if you don't need the best thing ever, Honor put out a router that's Wi-Fi 6 enabled for $31.
0: Does it do mesh routing?
1: No, but it's a great, in my opinion, IOT backend router where you don't okay. need superb routing. You just need something that works. And future-proof. This will support most of the Wi-Fi 6 bands, is what I'll say. Not all of them, but most of them. So for 31 bucks, that's a steal.
0: And So the Line 11 I, I want to take a look at, but unfortunately it's open crazy slow.
1: The feature comparison? Correct. And this is coming from a CNX Software, and if you're unaware, uh, CNX Software is one of those uh, services out there. I call it a service, a website that really does, I think, try its best to put out what it considers to be just rock solid, honest uh, articles. And they always link back to sources when they're just adding to somebody else's article. The um, yeah, and this was the Odroid C4 versus the raspberry pi 4 gig version and i will say this i do believe none of the limitations the raspberry pi uh um um in um in um countered were ram based benchmarks it was almost the same in most of them but in at least three of the benchmarks that they did i want to say the c4 w- were substantially better See, but, i'm still trying
0: know, to pull up the article well, I should have I'll, rebooted my computer before I started the show.
1: That's okay. Um, it and it it, it, it goes back to the old arguments we've had on this show since you know, episode like ten. If you want the ecosystem and the utter flexibility, you go Raspberry Pi. If you want this one specific thing to do this one specific thing better, go with the Odroid. And that's you know the bottom line. Uh, if you have to have onboard Bluetooth or um, Wi-Fi, well then you have to go Raspberry Pi. If you don't want to buy a micro HDMI, well, then go Odroid. Um, you know, these. If you have to have USB C power, well, then you have to go Raspberry Pi. You
0: know. So one of the things, and I, as we're talking about what to buy, and it kind of shot through my mind a couple of times. I hate to throw a product line under the bus wholeheartedly, but I see no reason to buy any Orange Pi anything anymore.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to put a water sensor in your in your ex-wife's house that's going to sooner or later catch fire, it might be perfect.
0: (laughs) Ouch. Um, Yeah, because I I was buying the Orange Pi Zeros back before because it was cheaper to buy an Orange Pi Zero than it was to buy a Pi Zero and get it set up for Wi-Fi. So that was my use case for the Orange Pi Zero. But now that the Pi Zero Ws are $5, it uh, makes no sense to have an Orange Pi Zero.
1: And the Raspberry Pi Zeros are finally becoming more available. I'm not going to say they're ubiquitous. You can go in and pick five of them up. But they're definitely becoming more available. Um, and I will admit I spent some money, Rich. Of course, me being me, it wasn't a lot of money. Uh, line 44 in the notes, I went and I pre-ordered this. Uh, it's, I think, pronounced uh, Lily Go TT Go T-Watch 2020 is a n- nicer looking R Ar- Arduino ESP32 watch. Um, I'm not a smartwatch guy. I don't want to spend $300 on a watch because I'm going to break it. Okay, But this is a programmable ESP32 based watch that literally was like 30 bucks Uh,
0: i've seen that and i've thought about it i now i do have the gear s3 is it frontier or whatever and i i got it for 200 bucks and i am notoriously hard on watches and i have not broken this thing yet in fact it still looks i mean there's some scuffs on it but it looks pretty good still i'm i'm impressed
1: gotcha gotcha um I'm sure the specs on the Samsung would blow this thing away in every shape or form. Uh, It has a dual core wireless processor with 520K of uh, SRAM, uh, 8 meg of system memory, 16 meg of storage, a 1.54 inch LCD capacitive touchscreen display which is probably its best feature I'll, I'll say that uh, and it has a class D amplifier for audio and a buzzer it does have 80211 bGn Wi-Fi and Bluetooth Bluetooth 5.1 which is another good one it has a three access accelerometer uh, with built-in step counting algorithm activity recognition tracking advanced gesture recognition power button programmable via a micro usb port so the long and the short of is i want to see if i can do some low grade hacking in python or lua or something else on this watch just to have it do something in air quotes fun uh on banggood right now it's 30 bucks i want to say maybe 38 bucks when it was all said and done um They have the watch, which is wearable, then they have the clock, which is just a scotch, a touch bigger, which actually might make for a great, like, end table clock. You know, it could. I don't know. But for the price, these are the kind of things that I have a really hard time not jumping on.
0: Oh, yeah. I I definitely gave that a good look over. Uh, I'll tell you one of the reasons why I didn't jump on that recently is because i I, I ordered a couple of things from AliExpress and I think it took like 10 weeks to get here. I'm still waiting for a couple of items.
1: Yeah, um, the one thing that I learned from the guy who has like seen the, con- the ships over there is the people you're buying from ship nothing. They ship nothing. Correct. Everything right. is subbed out and yeah. subbed out and subbed out. There's three lots of places where they can dump things. The three lots are, there's like the two to three week, there's the six to eight week and then there's the 10 to 20 week containers and they have to pay money in order to allow them to put stuff in the container so it's a question of you know did you pay enough and are they you know passing the money down enough or are they keeping it for themselves kind of thing because i've had things like literally the pine book pro from the time i got a shipping notice to the time was at my front door i want to say was just under 10 days which blew me away that's straight from hong kong and then I've had times where I buy something, it's literally twelve weeks later, it shows mm-hmm. up at my door and I forgot about it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I had that. They said uh AliExpress thing, you know, we're not talking big dollars, we're talking like sixteen bucks. They're they're like, Oh no, it said it was delivered. I'm like, Yeah, I never got it. Because I was like I ordered some ESP thirty two cams. I figured I'd get like three of them or something like that. And never saw them. I had disputed on the credit card. Yeah, um
1: well on- Another link in the note I'm going to put there just because I thought it was cool was a guy who said, um, uh, like, here is my thoughts after running the uh, Pinebook Pro for um, 90 days. And the reason I know I've been running it for 90 days is I haven't turned it off in 90 days. And the uptime shows it's been running for 90 days. Um, It depends what operating system you're using. It depends if you have it installed on the EMMC and NVMe or an SD, it also depends on what you're doing in the operating system. Because on almost any of them, I can make it crawl to a slow by just doing what I do normally, which is break things, okay? If I handle it like, I don't want to say a child, you know what I mean? If I take my time with it, I don't smack it around, I don't shake it, I don't shake it, but I, you know, handle it nice, and I treat it nice, it is unbelievably rock solid. And if I show it a touch of patience, I'm rewarded tenfold in return. So if you buy the Pinebook Pro and expect it to equate to a $300 or $600 Windows laptop, you're going to be really upset. Um, I run it with realistic expectations, and I am silly happy at the battery life, the performance, and the stability that I'm still getting out of it. Um, And I've even loaded, ready for this, Rich, I've loaded a 3D printing slicer On this thing, the Prusa, the Prusa slicer, and here's the kicker. One thing that was proved to me back in the Moto X days of phones was hardware is not the end-all be-all. It depends how software is optimized for the hardware. I tell you right now, Rich, I have a 16 gig of RAM i7, eighth generation. Okay, it's not the newest thing, it's eighth generation. i7 with an SSD in it. I slice things on the Pinebook Pro and it's virtually as fast. It's hard to tell which one's faster. Oh, that's nuts. That, but, that's crazy nuts. Which doesn't make any sense to me. I thought I was seeing things. I thought somebody slipped me some hallucinogenics, but this makes no sense. So I did it like literally side by side. And it was like, we're on my desktop, on my, sorry, on my laptop, i7, it would take seven seconds to slice on the Pinebook Pro. It was nine It was unbelievably close. And these were not super simple things to slice either. So I was really happy with that. Um, The Prusa, no, no. The Cura slicer definitely was not performing as well. But the Prusa slicer ran, I don't want to say like butter, but damn good.
0: So there's an arm-based Prusa slicer? Yes, I didn't know. I I thought Prusa was just like a flavor of Cura. Am I wrong, or is it a flavor of another slicer? Or is it slicer, S-L-I-C-3-R?
1: Yes, it's a version of that. But if I open up the Manjaro Package Manager on my Pinebook Pro, it has both of them listed, and they're both installable. Now, I will say I do have to nuke and pave my Pinebook Pro. I haven't had time to do it in now, like, oh, two weeks. I noticed I'm not getting updates when I tried to do a Pac-Man command at the command line, which is like the apt-get version in manjaro i noticed something is broken and the two people i know who know more about arch than me told me you know it might be easier to just back up your configurations and reinstall
0: gotcha yeah I, i'm ready to do that on my mac and the only thing that's holding me up is i want to create a vm of it before i nuke and pave i it's it's been too long that it hasn't had a nuke and pave
1: I and i'm a forever. firm believer. Once in a while you need to do that. That's why this desktop over here, that that's my streaming rig. I'm almost begging to nuke and pave it because it's literally been like this for like six years. Yeah, I I'm sure I got
0: tons of crap that I absolutely don't use that totally legacied out. And you know, it's probably a hardship that it's still there.
1: Right. Um now going back a little bit, though, ETA Prime giveaway also included a couple like handheld uh arcade emulation based systems, which I will say he's a big fan of. Um I like the idea of a lot of these emulation solutions we're getting on mini computers. Two things to mention really quick. Uh O droid go advanced um just had a like silent background update and now they're going to ship them where they're going to have four LR buttons on it uh, with a 3.5 inch color display running an RK3326 processor this might be the best portable handheld gaming emulator you can get bang for the buck it's less than 100 bucks i want to say it's 70 bucks uh you get one analog stick uh directional pad four face buttons four shoulder buttons usb-c for power uh, and you get like a six programmable buttons on the front which can do stuff like load state go back to the main menu kind of thing uh and it's Odroid, without you know sound dumb it's just solid solid hardware um and I know rich is not a fan of uh gaming stuff because we all have our issues and our uh things that we have to bear um uh, but the other thing was um and this is because I didn't know where else to put this in any other content I do uh but roku roku is technically a mini computer okay, um, Yep. if you take a look line 68 in the notes roku is making free ad-supported TV channels. And I wanted to talk about this somewhere because the one caveat that people say that Roku don't do is local live sports broadcast. And they're right. Okay, Roku, you can do Netflix, you can do Hulu, you can do Disney Plus, you can do Crackle, you can do YouTube, you can do all kinds of stuff. But if that if there's local live support uh, channels that they just do not do, mm. what if Roku's big move is literally coming out with their own custom local-based channel-driven content um, to where you don't need your local Channel 2, your local Channel 11, your local Channel 13, or 5. You actually have your local, in air quotes, Roku channel.
0: Well, isn't Plex doing that? Plex has a lot of local stuff also. Uh,
1: They're starting to try it. I don't know if they're going to be successful with it, but they're definitely trying it. But, but I hate to say it, for the most part, when I get to,
0: when I look at Plex, I'm looking at for something I pulled down. I'm not looking for them to show it. You know, it's just not how I've been trained to use it, it and I know it's there, but I don't go to it.
1: Well, and I hate to say it. I hate, I've said that a lot to the show. Maybe we're not the targets for such content. We're the old graybeards. They want to attract yep. the new people. Um, The one thing that I did learn with Windows 8 was they don't care about current user no company Mm. cares about current users all companies only want to report to their shareholders and to the stock market we grew by x amount last quarter and we have a and, and we have a expected growth in the next quarter all they care about is the new subscribers the new numbers getting the new people to say okay well now you got me i'll join um i think plex Honestly, Plex, their days are numbered. We already had two um, uh, people in Congress who were approached, asked by the powers that be in Hollywood, "What are you need to ask Plex what they're doing to protect us copyright holders?" So I think the days of Plex are numbered. Um, Roku, on the other hand, any piracy you get on roku you tried to get you went out of your way to get where on plex it seems like almost a given a certain amount of content you're going to consume on plex is copied dvds or blu-ray disc
0: so yeah one of the things i like about roku and uh roku for the most part it's kind of changing a little but roku is agnostic And so with Roku, you can get YouTube, with Roku, you can get Amazon Prime, with Roku. So Roku basically plays in the, uh, it's like the best combination of Amazon Fire Stick in Google, whatever, Chromecast. And you get both, because if you get Fire Stick, you have to sideload YouTube on it, or uh, YouTube TV, or any of those things. Where with the Roku you get the best of both worlds. Is this a Miley Miley Cyrus thing? So, oh, you don't have any daughters?
1: No, no, no. And I'm really happy about that too. Okay, so,
0: <laughs> so that's that's why my preferred device and preferred device du jour. Let me say because uh, that can change over time is the Roku. Uh, that's you know if people ask me what to get, go get a Roku. Yep,
1: yeah, the wife just got a Roku Ultra with the remote with the plug in it where you could plug headphones in oh, uh, yeah. or because of the ultra, you can load the app up on your phone and have the audio pipe through to, to your phone. Um, I watch nearly nothing. Um, I listen to all my content kind of thing. Um, so I'm never going to touch the Roku. uh, Plex. I will admit, uh, every like couple weeks I just log in and I log into friend servers just to see what's new. And then once in a while I find something like quite literally rich between me and you, um, All in the Family season one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, soap, soap season one was another one that I had to watch. Um, um, send me
0: the link, man, or or just tell me where it is.
1: Uh, Cosmo, um, season one, Connections season one with James Burke kind of thing, and it's just uh, okay. I'm I'm watching that. Uh, one of the ones that caught me off guard was um, I had to get a copy of it. Was Private Eyes, a book of uh, the movie with tim conway and don Knotts from like 1979 it was in the really? time period where humor and timing was transitioning and they were focused on what used to be um interesting movies I want to say very interesting movie two unique comedy styles um from absolute professionals who just were out of their league they were out of their time but i digress oh so is there anything else in the notes you uh Absolutely must, uh, talk about, cause I, I have one more I was going to bring up. Go for it. Um, I will speak very ill about anything I want and I don't care. Take it. Um, because here's the whole thing. 99% of the time I talk ill about something. It's because I know it can do better. I know it should do better. I know it can do better. And I don't understand why the hell it's not doing better. Pie hole is one of those things. It never did as good of a job as I expected it should have. Okay. One of the things was I really didn't like the, I really didn't like their web interface to be honest. Um, so what I found was, um, flutter hole line 58 in the notes, flutter hole for piehole, And I have to say that really slow, which is something you can download from the Google play store. And what it is, it's a dedicated app. You can install on your phone. And then when you're connected to your local network, unless you're crazy and you port forward it publicly, when you're on your local network, it allows you for easy administration of your pie hole. And to be honest, some of the screens I saw when I logged in were screens. I don't remember seeing when I log into the admin interface, it seemed a touch better than the standard admin interface is what I'm going to say that I saw on my pie hole.
0: Okay. Uh, The NextCloud Deck, I'm just clicking on this. What is this? So that's line 23.
1: Yeah, um, NextCloud Deck, I believe, is basically like rebranded NextCloud, where it was like NextCloud and the NextCloud Hub. NextCloud Deck seemed like an activity timeline project management solution. That's what I'm trying to think of. This integrates project management team-focused task deliverables in your next cloud. So we're hypothetically, we could say we're a team rich. I, I need you to research what's the best calendaring solution. I'm going to take a look at our project and see what's our best communication platform. And I'm going to ask Brian at the same time to just schedule in and organize a newsletter kind of thing. And then we, we, we could use next cloud deck to be our collaboration project management platform.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, it's just curious. I'm a you know, big fan of the next cloud and I was just curious what they're up to.
1: Yeah, and it's, I don't, um, uh, and it's especially, I'll say this, Android focused because I will say it like this, whenever I tried to do to-dos, whenever I tried to do task management, whenever I tried to do just notes of like things to keep track of, if I didn't have it immediately available in my pocket, I was not keeping track of anything. So, it has to have Android uh, uh, application support, in my opinion, or else no one's going to use it. Gotcha. And, yeah, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to say it's, to me, painfully obvious how NextCloud is completely annihilating and destroying OwnCloud in its dust. Kind of like how LibreOffice turned OpenOffice into a, a has-been, an afterthought. Uh, like it never even existed own cloud as of right now in 2020 might as well not even exist because no one is getting the attention no one is getting the love uh-huh. no one is getting the community no one's getting the support no one's getting the publicity like NextCloud is getting um, and I'm all in favor of it because um, I do believe their core is more open focused and community focused than um, the other ones are is what I'll say yep yeah I'm
0: like I said, big fan of Nextcloud.
1: Okay, last thing I'm going to put in here, line 29, the notes. And this is the kind of thing I love, 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 because we have these enterprise-grade and air-quote solutions out there like Wattbox, W-A-T-T-B-O-X. Solutions that range from like 60 bucks to like $3,000. When you're looking at it, being a nerd who you know, who actually knows Doctor Who, and actually understands what a capacitor is. And you're looking at it thinking, how the hell does this thing cost this much? But it does. Okay. Um, You can build with $3 in parts. This is on Lil Putin. Build a automatic router reboot thing for $3 worth of components. Basically, it's just $3 of components that does a constant ping using ESP8266 ESP01 relay board. And if the ping goes out, It just reboots the router. Simple, yet effective as hell, and literally costs about $3 in hardware.
0: Dude, I want that for my cable modem.
1: I want that for a lot of stuff, like my sanity. If my sanity stops (laughs) replying, just, you know, have me reboot.
0: I'm going to have to look on eBay for the parts.
1: Yeah, and it points to a domain I never heard of. WhatImade.today, which I will just say is an interesting domain, but with all kinds of hackery kinds of things going on is what I'll say. Um, It's a different kind of website, is the best way I'll put it. All right, Rich, uh, what is the best, easiest, fastest, simplest way if people want to uh, chat with you?
0: Uh, Flyingrich.com always gets me, uh, so there's a contact me there. You see pretty much most of my social media. It should be going through an upgrade soon, so it'll look less awful, and uh, we'll have that to look forward to.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um, I honestly think we actually had at least one email and we had at least one new Patreon person that I completely slipped up on. I'm sorry. I'll do my best to bring it up. Uh, I will say it does looks like, uh, uh, we'll get, we'll catch up to that. Um, I will say the sad and the bad part is rich. Uh, I was told by multiple people that the uh, specific surgery they, that my orthopedist and orthopedist surgeon want me to have, they both said I could have up to, uh, six months of recovery time. So, oh jeez, I'm not sure how good I'm going to be with uh, doing shows for a little bit of time. But I'll, I'll definitely try my best. Oh well, keep me up to date on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if you guys want to contact us, uh, easy, mini PC at podnos.com. Uh, if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, uh, that is also equally as easy. All you have to do is go to Patreon.com slash the mini PC show. Links in the notes. Uh, again, shoot us an email or you can shoot us a voicemail at 707 6podnut. Uh, we always go live and we always try to share the uh, link that we're going live at least 10 minutes early on Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Um, And I know there's at least one or two other places, but I cannot remember them. Again, uh, just click the links on the notes, or you can just go to PodNuts.com, click on Shows, click on Mini PC Show, any of the episodes, and you'll see all the links. Uh, I definitely want to thank uh, Fizz for coming out, Gregory for coming out, Red for coming out uh, this evening. Uh, And Rich, it's really good to talk to you. And... I promise the phone number's coming to you any day now.
0: (laughs) And yeah, guys, uh, sorry, I had to turn off my YouTube because it was sucking too much of my bandwidth uh, because I had too many apps running. But uh, yeah, Red, miss you. Hope to see you soon.
1: Absolutely. And I thank everyone again. And never forget, if you want to talk about big talk, little machines, the mini PC show is definitely the place to do it. Thank you, everybody. Hi,
0: this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast on the PodNuts Network. The theme for my show is everyday tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We
1: hope you take a listen and let us know what you think.